to scale with virtual assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Welcome everyone. Today I am joined by my amazing business partner Maureen Pound and we're going to be talking about the three reasons your virtual assistant might leave you. So when I speak to business owners, some of them say, hey, you know, how can you assure that my virtual assistant is going to stay forever? And the short answer is you can't. Whether you're hiring a virtual assistant or a team member in within Australia, you can't guarantee that they're going to stay with you forever. But these are the three reasons that your virtual assistant might leave so that you can then put in strategies to mitigate against those. Now, Carmen, you can't assure that anyone in your life is going to stay with you forever, can you? Like, I know all about people leaving, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Boyfriends, husbands, pets, no. (laughs) Even the pets run away, Carmen. Even some friends sort of drift away, don't they? They do. But these are the things that we see because obviously we support business owners with their virtual assistants and these are three common trends that you can actually um, put some strategies in place to enhance the probability that they stay with you. Now, obviously, Maureen and I are big believers. Some of our team at some point might want to wander off and do bigger and better and exciting things. And if, if they're leaving because they're going towards something exciting that's going to support them to grow even more, then good on them. But we don't want them to leave because they're unhappy. Exactly, exactly. So what is number one reason that they might leave Carmen? So the job that the virtual assistant is doing is not what they signed up for. So a common example could be you might have got a virtual assistant to support you with administration. So um, helping manage your email and your calendar and adding to your CRM and sending out proposals and all sorts of stuff. And then you have this brainwave, oh, let's get the virtual assistant to answer the phone as well, shall we? It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might make sense to you, but you need to check in with this person. Are they capable of answering the phone? And do more importantly, do they want to answer the phone? Yeah, I think that's a really pertinent one um, because they're human and it's just like yourself if you went and did a job and you were going to be you know flipping burgers at the back of mcdonald's and then they and then they said hey sorry you're going to be out the front serving people maybe that's not your jam so i think it's really it's really important the the roles evolve though carmen don't they but it's like when you when you're hiring them you know, having discussions with them about how it might evolve. Well, when you start off, I want you to help me with LinkedIn marketing, but as it evolves, I'd really like you to get into doing some, you know, editing of simple content of videos. You know, how do you feel about that? So if you address that stuff up front, then even though the role will evolve, at least the person has some idea about, you know, what they might be, in, you know, in store for them in the future and if they want to do it. 
Yeah. And the thing is, you know, you don't have to know exactly every single thing that you want that person to do. If you've hired someone to do administration things and you add an extra administration thing, it it's reasonable, like very reasonable. But if you add something in that just like is really confronting to them, like maybe video editing is confronting or answering the phone or whatever it is, like it's you need to have a discussion about that to see if that's what they want to do. Now, sometimes yeah. you can't you can't look into the future and know how the role is going to evolve. So we've got um, one team member. She's our accounts person. She's amazing. And she started with us as a LinkedIn virtual assistant. Yes, yeah. But you know what I want? I sort of wonder, Carmen, if she had, if we hadn't seen her potential and helped her go in a direction that she wanted to go in, if she would have stayed. Yeah, now fair point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, you want to help your virtual assistant to learn and grow in the role and give them opportunities, but, you know, things around their strengths. So if you've got someone who's doing marketing and you go, actually, can you do zero as well and they hate figures and they're not good with numbers, then it's just not going to work. Yeah, so if they're a creative genius, love making things look beautiful in Canva, but a bit dyslexic with numbers like me and just just causes me so much stress, um, you know, maybe maybe it's not going to work out. So, and they often um, won't have conversations with you and, sat and push back, just like any mm. worker wouldn't. They'll just, you know, might say nothing or just quietly agree. And then it's a little bit like when you've got partners who are deciding the relationship isn't working, they'll do all this thinking in their head and then they'll just spring it on you one day and you're like, that's sudden. That You know, it's the same thing. The virtual assistant will sort of quietly agree but in the back of their mind going, this is not working, this is not working, this is one not working and then one day just, just resign. Um, so even though it seems sudden, um, it's the accumulation of all that's happening in the role and the situation and where they see the role um, progressing to as yeah. well. And and we've got the added advantage because we've got the team who who are always interacting with the virtual assistant. And so that scenario I gave you at the start where the the person hired someone for administration and now wants them to answer the phone, that's actually a real scenario in our business at the moment. And so when the team spoke to the virtual assistant, the virtual assistant's like, I'm not really comfortable with this, um, they actually supported the virtual assistant to have a discussion with the client. And so, you know, if if we didn't support her to have that discussion, what would have happened? Maybe she'd begrudgingly make phone calls until she found herself another job where she didn't need to do it. So, yeah. um, Which is one of the advantages of having us there because yeah. we're there having the conversations and we've got the team in the Philippines. We've got Sheila who will have those conversations and get, get insights. So, you know, to help you make decisions for your business um, in relation to the virtual assistant as well. Yeah. So another reason your virtual assistant might leave you is that they're feeling overwhelmed. So I know that sometimes I forget all the things I ask the team to do. So I might have decided six months ago, oh, let's send birthday messages to everyone on Facebook. And I'll think of that once. I'll record a video that lasts for a whole year. And I don't know how long it takes them, 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever it takes them. But it's something that they're doing every single day. And so my random ideas just layer up and layer up until they're feeling like they're like struggling just to stay afloat. 
And so that's something that I need to be really conscious of to and have discussions around and invite them to share when they're starting to feel like that um, because otherwise if they're feeling overwhelmed, you know, it's just easier to leave sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And it is, it's really hard to, to raise that sort of stuff. And I think you're right. Sometimes you just, you, you, you forget that you've given these, them these tasks to do ongoing tasks. Um, or like anything, you, you think of yourself, right? Just say you've gone, oh, I'm going to do some TikTok videos or whatever. And if, you know, it really hit home for me recently where I went to do some, I'm like, oh, for frick's sake, this is taking so long and the learning curve is so great. And then I do it and then something happens and I lose it or, or whatever. That's just a common occurrence. And, and so, hey, that was three hours of my day. Well, if you <laughs> hand that stuff over to people, that's three hours of their day as well. And yes. I think people forget that. You think it's just because it takes you 30 seconds to say something doesn't mean that it takes someone else three minutes to do it. It might take them three hours. So I think there's there's so many intricacies involved in completing certain tasks that I think we forget that. And that's why... Um, they end up being overwhelmed because these things are huge. Yeah. And I, so I also think it's about how you deliver the information. So Paul, poor Charles this morning woke up to Manic Carmen, who'd been up half the night, banging ideas to him and giving feedback on things. And he's got like 20 different things from me. Um, the good thing is I've, I've now, I've said to him and he's, He's adopted that, you know, when you get a manic karma and just go, that, that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll like review it and let you know. And, and then he comes and asks me priority, priorities and asks me to choose what's most important. But if we hadn't had that discussion or if he didn't, you know, adopt the manic karma methodology, like it would be very easy for him to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. If you have a VA and you're thinking of getting one, is these discussions are very important to have to avoid the overwhelm. So, you know, asking, getting your VA to ask you those priority questions. What's the most important thing you need done? When do you need these things? How important is this particular thing? How important is it that I do today? You know, so, you know, and we're really good at that now, but it's just really about being able to have those conversations to avoid your VAs getting overwhelmed. Yeah. And so Sheila, as we've said, she speaks to the virtual assistants and this is probably one of the most common things that she identifies. And so if we do identify a virtual assistant is overwhelmed, um, Sheila supports them with strategies that they can implement, also supports them in the conversation they can have with their business owner. And depending on the scenario, we might also call the business owner and facilitate the discussion between the business owner and the virtual assistant because if overwhelm's happening, it's not nice and it's not sustainable. No. And, you know, something's got to give and it's usually the um, the VA walking away. Yeah. So, so really so important to address it sooner rather than later, Carmen. Yeah, for sure. So the third reason your VA might leave you is that they're not feeling respected. So I think respect is something we hear quite a lot from the virtual assistant. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Um, that is what you mean to me. Uh, um, 
but it's important. It's important for virtual assistants. It's important important for um, anyone, really. I think, Maureen, we often um, use the word status for this, like the feeling of being valued um, and respected. So sometimes what happens in in conversation, and especially messaging conversation, like it's it's so problematic, um, the, the client might send something that is short or a like a bit negative or something and then or not respond to the virtual assistant's messages and then over time if you don't have that relationship where you're talking to them in person and building that relationship these other messages just erode the feeling of respect yeah exactly and so it's really you know cushioning cushioning your messages cushioning the blow because one little message to someone can be really, uh, over time, can really erode the relationship. So yeah. a question like, why haven't you know, why haven't you done this? Is this done? Did you do this? And so there's no, uh, yeah, you're not you're not couching it with, you know, any reasoning around why you're asking it any appreciation for them at all that they've, you know, that they're working on it or what they've done around it so far. So I think it can be really dangerous. And I must admit, Maureen, I've been pretty snappy the last couple of days, like snappy on Slack and a bit short with some people. And I think um, and it's not ideal. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like it's not ideal. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm not perfect, even though, you know. Um, and and the thing is, I like to think that um, the, our relationships are strong enough for me not to be perfect and also for them not to be perfect. So a little bit of snappiness here and there, if you've got a great foundational relationship, like it's not make or break. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think what's just come up for me is I had a conversation with someone last night. They dropped back the hours that they were working with with one of our clients it was a bit of a, an unusual one Carmen and but the mm. message hadn't gone through got through to invoicing anyway what happened for me was I'd asked the questions and this VA gave me the answers and it was very direct but I was a bit annoyed and I just left it and so what's happened now is mm. that VA is probably hanging like what's you know is Maureen blaming me what's going on here so even having this discussion has really helped me go okay I need to then go back to the person um, and, you know, send them a message or have a conversation. So it's yeah, yes. it's, it's about, you know, building and having that awareness when you have been a certain way that you need to then, you know, rebuild the relationship. And another rule that we have in our business that I want to share with everyone because I think it's really valuable is that, so we use Slack for messaging, but whatever you use. So if you message a person and they message you back a question and then you message the person the answer and they message you back another question. So if you've, you've done two ways, then you go, let's jump on Zoom. Let's just like jump on Zoom. Sometimes it can be like a two-minute discussion on Zoom, but it avoids those messages back and forth and just allows that relationship to build. It's really hard to build and maintain a relationship on messaging. So, for example, we've mentioned Charles, who got manic Carmen this morning. I love Charles. He's amazing. But there was a period a few months ago that for some reason we hadn't seen each other on Zoom for a while. And I found that 
oh, I was getting a little bit annoyed on Slack and I think he was getting a bit annoyed at me as well. Then we met on Zoom and it was all like a love fest again. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you all know that it's about, you know, two-way communication. Uh, verbal communication trumps written communication most of the time, especially when there's nuances or there's, um, you know, you really need that clarity. Yeah. So there is no guarantees that your virtual assistant is going to stay with you forever, um, that those guarantees are just not available in life, in recruitment or in your love life or anything really. Um, but there are things that you can make sure that you do to enhance the probability of your virtual assistant staying. One is to make sure that they're feeling um, like they're enjoying their role and they feel that the things you're asking them to do are in line with their skill set. Um, make sure your virtual assistant isn't feeling overwhelmed and catch any overwhelm early so that it can be managed. And, you know, this is a no-brainer, but, like, ensure that your virtual assistant feels respected and, and go even further and build that relationship so that they're going to put in that discretionary effort. They're going to be thinking of your business and put in that extra effort and thought, which can be invaluable to your business. Well said, Carmen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Maureen. This was a really interesting discussion. Bye.